Sentire Media All right, here we go. On the 19th of January, a frozen morning. Good morning, Ashley. How you doing? Good morning. Great. We haven't done one of these in quite a while. Um, actually, we did do one a couple weeks ago. We did. And I started editing it. It was boring. He deemed it boring. If I'm, if I'm sitting there editing a, <laughs> a podcast and I'm bored listening to it, then... I don't think it, I don't think we should. Put so it we scrubbed it. So wah, 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 maybe someday I'll quietly release it as a un uh, unauthorized podcast. Nineteenth <laughs> uh, of Ju- June, nineteenth of January. It is a beautiful sunny morning today. We have cold, frozen, and sun. Uh, Negative five last night. Yeah, that's a good. That was pretty good. But then woke up and it was zero. And I think today's going to be a. Uh, Sunny and sunny and nice. Hopefully. Yeah, we had a high of nine yesterday. It's supposed to get up to eleven in the next day or two. So weird winter weather. We just had snow. We've had a few snowstorms so far. Yeah, two storm. All right, whatever. We've had some snowfall and there you go. <laughs> I'll take what I can get, and uh, we'll see. It looks like it's kind of uh, the air has changed again, so we're not getting hit with the crazy, crazy cold. So on today's podcast, we're going to take a little turn and be a little bit more serious and talk about the global political, uh, mostly about North America and Europe, the situation here. Um, I don't know if everyone's aware of what's going. No, I'm kidding. I was like, what is We're not talking about any of that crap. I'm sick of hearing about it. We're going to keep it light. I thought, wait, we didn't talk about this. <laughs> no, we're going to talk about snow in the grocery store and the garden and the lardo and the matera and gaji and salami and keep it light. All Just right. a local chatter. Go for it. Start it off. Well, we haven't... Uh, missing in action for the last three months from a podcast, I would just drop the action part. There's been no action out here. It's why we haven't really done a podcast. Christmas came and went. We've just had rolling lockdowns. Let's just kind of call it that. And um, so we haven't... Yeah, nothing's open. Nothing's really open. Oh, there is is one place that's open. The only place we go, guys, (laughs) is the grocery store. And we go to every grocery store we can. We'll be like, let's just go to the grocery store. Jason is frustrated. How do we lose winter weight when all we do is grocery shop? It's the only reason to leave the house. You can't really leave the house unless it's for work, a medical emergency, or getting supplies. Um, And we've got all the supplies we need except for food. You didn't say food. (laughs) So it's my one time a day to... um, Jump in the car, drive very – now I, I'm one of those old Italian guys who drive <laughs> 30 kilometers, 25 kilometers an hour And you're like, down go the ahead, road. pass me. What do I care? <laughs> Where am I going? <laughs> I know. The other day we were waiting to go into the fruit and veg um, – it, it was a standoff. <laughs> Piovico. <laughs> and no one wanted to go in. Jason and this other guy were in line. And the old guy goes to Jason, oh, you were here first. Go ahead. And Jason goes, I don't have anywhere to go. You go ahead. He goes, I don't have anywhere to go. <laughs> <laughs> I've got nothing to do. So it's just, uh, yes, we'll go to the grocery store, Piopico, the grocery stores at Urbana. We'll go yeah, we're allowed take to, the drive towards Aquilania. Since, <laughs> since we live in a rural community under 5,000 inhabitants, we are allowed to travel within a 30-kilometer radius. Mm-hmm. So that's basically our big five, um, Piopico, Sant'Angelo, Apecchio, Urbana, mm-hmm. and Aquilania. Aquilania. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't matter though because we're just rotating grocery, grocery stores. stores. <laughs> <There's> nothing open. <laughs> so rest 
restaurants are closed uh, for dinner. We're in the orange zone right now. This stuff keeps changing and whatnot. But right, blah blah blah. Look it up. Google it because we don't have good information. We just we just uh, no. Well, I was going to say that's why we haven't really gone anywhere. There... I don't know, but I don't want to go into it. Okay. Um, uh, oh, t- one last thing though. Twenty twenty one travel. Listen, we get e- emails now of people. What's the situation? Do you know? We know. We if you could sit here when you write that email and look at where we live, you'd laugh to yourself <laughs> while you're asking us that question. We have no idea. We, we read barely, the news. We barely can get the news because <laughs> the feed is so weak. Yeah, our internet's been spotty for months. Uh, uh, we have no idea. So emailing us, um, what's the travel situation for 2021? Like, we have the insight. Now, we weren't invited to the last EU summit, nor were we invited to the MPs meeting the other day in Rome. So we are a little bit out of the, out of the loop. Maybe. But on the last meeting, I can speak on No, we have no idea. No, we don't. We wish we did. Hoping for the best, just like all of you, but not a clue. So we'll keep you posted when we know anything that we can share, but there's nothing new from Italy. That No. <laughs> um, gen- after the holidays, it's always time to start making salamis and sausages, and we did it this year again. Uh, salamis we are up and hanging. We did them be- They look good. They look good. We did them before Christmas because it's been warmer in the later part of February and early March in the last few years and i just wanted to do it early this year so they're done before that that period is going to come uh they look great they look great and we're going to do the uh, sausages uh we did much much it was uh back it up yep it was classic gaji. We just for the diehards out there who listen oh, yeah, to these yeah. stories was, every it was year. The status <laughs> this year wasn't so much about the salt, which is always the argument. He was upset about the size and the cuts that we made for breaking down the meat, and then he declared for some reason, thirteen years into this project, he's the only one allowed to put the meat into the grinder. <laughs> Like, oh my god, we both had to walk away and leave him by himself. Oh my god. Um we'll do sausages. We did much more we did a third of what we normally do for salami. So this and then we're gonna do some sausages coming up uh this weekend. Um very, very little. I think we're gonna Well, do. we did so much last year thinking we'd have guests. Yeah, and I gave it all away. We ended up sending the majority to my girlfriend who lives in France to give away to her neighbors. Um because it was just like everyone's got sausage. Everyone out here makes their own homemade salamis and, and things. We can't send it to the states because mm-hmm. it'll never get through customs. So there you go. What are you gonna do? So we cut back sausages. Hopefully, like you said, we might be doing them Friday. Uh, Friday, Saturday. Friday, Saturday, and um, poco, poco, poco. And those take only three, four weeks to cure. So that will um, be done before that little that little warm spot usually happens in the uh, later part of the. Winter. Speaking of pork, we have another project to start. Oh, I've got my um, my conca. My um, it's a marble box for lard. So we're gonna put down. I ordered um, the uh, from the good pigs. The um, the chintasinese. No, the farm raised one. I okay. Didn't, we I didn't want to go all the way up to Urbino for it. Um, and that's coming. So we're gonna put pieces of pork fat from the back back strap, like the back fat um, from these really good pigs where the fat is like butter when you eat it really it. is um 
and uh, that will go under salt, and it'll um, and a mix of herbs. Yeah, mix. You rub it down with um, you rub it down with different herbs and spice. You know the, the the usual suspects. You know the pepper and the rosemary and the garlic and the blah blah blah. And then you put it under a little s- clove, I think. Yeah, clo- there's clove and maybe some like orange orange zest mm-hmm. or something. And then you put it under salt, like literally piled under in this box. And it when the moisture comes out of the um, of the meat, it makes this kind of gross-looking soup, to be honest. It's, like, liquidy and oh. and salty. And um, you let it sit in there for about six months, and when it comes out, you dry it off, and it is cured in a different way. So we'll it's see. delicious. It's, it's awesome. So we're going to give it a shot. That is exciting. Um, we'll take some pictures of the box and all of that. We bought the box um, up in Carrara, like, and this thing is raw in the sense of... Raw. <laughs> it's Raw. What do you mean raw? <laughs> no, I mean it was dusty. It was dusty, so it needed a good clean. Well, people think like, oh, you get a little oh, box oh, and it's oh, all okay. shined so, up and ready to go. No, it's, it's not like, like you're. Um, don't think of this box as like um par- polished no. countertops. No, it is. It's rough. It's, it's uh, raw. <laughs> it's not polished stone. It's grit. What do they call it? Grezzo, which is like uh, unfinished. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't. I, I don't think you want it finished. Um, also, when they do different stuff in marble i think they polish it up and then they might seal it i think you seal that and this is not anything. no and in fact we'll have to double check but i think we seal it with garlic right yeah you rub um you take a head of garlic and you just kind of like mush it into <laughs> and rub it down think of like um you're making a cake and you butter and flour the like the cake pan mm-hmm. it's kind of same thing same thing you kind of butter the inside with the raw garlic mm-hmm. and i think it starts the Again, again if you're know. looking for like <laughs> specific information, keep going. But pick a new podcast. <laughs> bacteria, microbes. Yes. Um uh the uh uh all that good stuff. All that good stuff. You've also been doing not as much bread baking, but you've been doing some good bread baking because we brought back some great flour from Altamora when we went before the uh, lockdown started for around the holidays and stuff in the end of October. What? I think we went earlier than that, didn't we? We went in end of October because it was okay. for my birthday. Oh, yeah, that's right. So we went to Matera, which was really cool, and then Altamora, which is the next little town, which just so happened to be, they called it the Chita del Pane, and um, we got a ton of great flour. Um, or did you just get the grain? Uh, no, I got some. I got a bunch of different flowers. They have a... Um, they have a flower called um, uh, uh, or uh, Farina Arzo. I think Arso, so. Arzo, A-R-A-S-R-O. Uh-huh. Not exactly. I, I'm sitting in front of a computer. I refuse to look it up. <laughs> um, it, what it is is the poor, the, the poor people, after the grain was harvested and they burned the fields to um, kind of get rid of the stubs of the grain, the poor people would go through the fields and pick up the little pieces of grain that didn't get – um, didn't get hard, you know, fell on the ground and didn't get harvested. But at this time, since they burned the fields, they were toasted or burned. And um, then when they made the flour and made the pasta, it had this dark brown, mm-hmm. almost blackish look to it. And of course, no one does that anymore, but they recreate it and charge three times the price <laughs> for this flour. Um, and um, So you're like, of course I have to get some. <laughs> so of course I had to get five kilo. Um, so that was a very typical pasta that you would see down there with either Arzo or Arso. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Arso. Arso, I think. Google it. And you got a bunch of semolina. 
Yeah, they're they're um they're known for their uh semolina bread um and that's grano duro um it's got a yellowy kind of um yellowish tint to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has more of the qualities of the bread we like, which is you can make a high hydra- higher hydration, crusty bread. It's coming out good, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I just had to quit making it because there's not <laughs> as many people to give it. Like, we're not out and about as much. And I like when I make bread, it's not like I want to make, I'll make one loaf of bread. It's like I, I like to make it because otherwise when you just make one loaf, you, when you go to shape it, you're just shaping one loaf. He normally likes I to, like to like get six. I like to get a little groove going, like, you know, a little assembly line so you feel like you're <laughs> making bread. But then well, what – we're two people – well, two and a half, going on three people. <laughs> um, what do you What do you do with it all? This is true. So you got to take a break every now and again. Yeah, because I've gotten more into the garden. It's that time of year again. So um, the garden never stops. It, it's like uh, stops for two months. Maybe mm-hmm. you don't think about it once we, you put it away. In we put it away in Novemberish. That's what I was just gonna say. We put in the peas, the fava. And garlic. Garlic. Um, once those are down, we cover them with straw, let them pop up when they're going to pop up. And then I forget about the garden don't think about it for a couple months because you need a break. But now that it's uh, mid-January, it's time to start thinking about ordering seeds again and getting uh, the uh, greenhouse ready to start the early bird things, uh, which are kind of the um, – uh, Onions Onions get started early. Mm. Flowers. flowers we're gonna do more flowers this year from seed and those start surprisingly early they do start surprisingly early so we're gonna see if it is uh it's probably not warm enough in the greenhouse so what i'll do is i'll start them in the house and then once they're kind of established uh move them out to the greenhouse i've mm-hmm. had more success at this time of year that doing that and we're not talking january nothing's really gonna get started till at least february yeah mid mid february um but you got to start thinking about planning numbers. How much do we do? Are we doing a garden for – are we doing a production for us or are we doing a production for having a ragged turismo this year? And thinking, yeah, are we doing it to feed guests or are we doing it to feed ourselves? Because <laughs> we're doing it to feed ourselves, we diversify and cut down numbers. Mm-hmm. If we're doing it for the guests, then we have to have – Pump it up. Pump it up and more stapley stuff. Mm-hmm. So for us, for example – Tomatoes. No, let's start easy. Courgettes oh, okay. or zucchini. If it was us, two, two zucchini plants are a shit ton of zucchini. <laughs> like, that's all we need. But if it's for get, if we're going to have guests, I need 12. Uh-huh. Like, it's a difference of the garden being a main focus of the summer versus the garden being just a, uh, a, a little, little bit. Mm-hmm. And then I have to fill my time with other projects. Oh, do you want to talk about what we are going to try out this fall, this summer? Oh, yeah. So we're we're trying to figure out different things. If travel is going to be a little bit more hard to come by, what are other things that we can do to fill time and fill income? And one thing that's really interesting is uh, saffron. Mm-hmm. Saffron are flowers or crocuses. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, bulbs or crocuses. Think of like a – it's a – um, autumn flowering in the tulip family. Not exactly the same. The, 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 it's, someone's going to be someone's like, gonna no, be like it's it's actually, it's not a tulip. <laughs> no shit. It's a bulb and it flowers in the shoulder seasons. So, uh, so it's not nearly as big as a tulip. <laughs> so, um, these, uh, you put them down in the, uh, uh, full summer. So like end of July, early August, uh, they flower and they start flowering depending on where you live. Um, October, 
into oh, the first part of November. They're pretty little purple f- flowers. Um, they're very highly laborious. So you don't need – you don't really need mechanization. You don't really need a tractor to plant them or anything like this. We don't got that. We don't got that. So that works. <laughs> but you do need a lot of hands. So um, – you put it's like one bulb, one flower the first year. If you're really lucky, um, after you get it going, I've seen where you can get multiple flowers per bulb, but that's more of the uh, <laughs> expert. I'm not expecting that at all. Um, you put them down, and they must be picked as soon as they come up. They like to they like to flower in the evenings in the um, in the autumn. And you once they uh, come up in the morning, you got to get them before the sun gets to them. And then you have to take out the pis- stigmas. Stigmas. Stigma? I yeah. think so. Stigmas uh, immediately. So it's it's very laborious. It's like crunch time. When it's go time, it's M and F and go. <laughs> So to get a kilo of these, like um, now the the if you do the economics, the, ju- <laughs> the squeeze is worth the, the juice is worth the squeeze. But you have there's a certain number you have to do to kind of make it worth the while. Um, you need a, to make a kilo of this anywhere between twenty five to thirty five thousand flowers to make a kilo. So it's we're a thinking lot. we might start with five thousand. So we're not yeah, gonna come we, anywhere near no, that. We're, we're gonna, gonna do gonna a try. test. Run. <laughs> we're gonna try. It's not a big investment to buy five thousand of these little bulbs and you put that when you plant them, you plant them fairly close together. So you're saying, oh my God, five thousand? It's not it's not as many as as you think it would be when you look at the you know, it takes up the, a very smaller, small footprint, mm-hmm. I think. So that'll be interesting. I'm excited that, um, like you said, that goes in at the kind of end of July. Well, we're still in the planning phases. This yeah. is not something that we have to get um, with the seed order. No. This is, so, a, this is a mid-summer thing that will be for autumn. There's a few other places doing it in La Marque and a handful more throughout Italy. So looking at trying to get Italian bulbs and um, I don't know. I think it'll be interesting to And you say, Jason, oh, do you, are you growing this because you use it a lot? Absolutely not. <laughs> no one in the area? Absolutely not. No. Not a lot of saffron going on in around here. Um, <laughs> there is, uh, you can make um, risotto milanese that has saffron in it, right? No, we're just trying to think of other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one uses <laughs> saffron. Like, Absolutely not. This is in high demand. Oh, <laughs> unheard of. Any other, uh, Any other great ideas? ideas? I know. We're running fake business out here, um, and we're good at it. Um, <laughs> oh, the talk of the t- – so that we got a little bit of uh, um, local gossip. The talk of the town this 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 uh, winter has been super bonus. Euro super bonus. Euro super bonus. Everyone's talking about it. So um, just like the one euro – castles that you saw which by the way no italians ever talked about that no that was not really a thing on the ground <laughs> uh <laughs> like you know what i mean like that's just was like listen. publicized on on websites and stupid yeah, yeah. Articles. okay listen yes there is this thing supposedly a thing but just stop You're, we're all adults stop and think about it for two seconds does that sound logical to you or do you think there's many strings attached in that it's ready to go, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I'm sure that it is possible to get a one euro ho- one euro home, but I'm not going through the paperwork, and and if I, I would hate to even research it, but mm-hmm. I know that there's a lot of strings attached. So the euro bonus, the super bonus, is a stimulus, uh, economic stimulus plan t- from the European Union to get 
um, uh, people to restore restore ruins in Italy. Ruins is in private homes like what we have around here. There's a bunch of places where it's just a pile of rocks where a house used to be. Mm-hmm. So um, the European Union will subsidize a good portion of the restoration of that. Not the purchase, the restoration. So you And, and you need to, of course, be in um, – Energy efficient accord, you know. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, ob- obligations, most of which are make restoring it in a green green way, which we mm-hmm. don't know what that means yet. Um, but the incentives are huge, and you you know, so you so buy. So the talk a- of town is you get 110 percent back, or they pay up to 90 percent. Like there's all this like, just buy this ruin. You know, they give you 110 percent, and, and they, you're like, what? You're what? <laughs> so you're telling me the Italian government is going to reimburse? 110% of the cost. Like, my bullshit meter just goes, like, out out of control. And we're like, yeah, sure. Okay. 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 <laughs> Sign me up for two. I'll take two. But um, after asking people who are professionals who don't speak in those terms of, it's not, that's, it's not exactly how it works. There, it, it's a very good deal, and we should really research more into it, which is what we're doing this week, um, which is kind of hysterical. It is hilarious. We said, first of all, I've always said since we've been out here, be careful what you declare you'll never do. Because Jason, everyone asks, do you remember the moment um, you guys wanted to run a bed and breakfast? And I think... No, but I do specifically remember the moment Jason declared he would never <laughs> want to run a bed and breakfast. And it kind of goes to this idea of restoring a ruin. I don't ever remember a moment going, ah, I feel like I really want to restore a ruin. I definitely know we have both declared I never want to restore a ruin <laughs> because of what you'll get into. And now we're like, maybe we should restore a ruin. So it's hilarious. You never know. Um, but from what we've been told by professionals this is something that you really we shouldn't just overlook and pass up we need to research it more and understand so we're gonna meet with the geometra um but it's hysterical that we don't know what our jobs are in the future and we're gonna restore a house Uh, why not just for you just for us (laughs) ridiculous these times times are recalculous if that's the case though it's uh we know we like being out here and we would just want to Find something that would be for just us. Yeah, yeah something small. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't want to get into big property. Property, no. And I think people seem to think the bigger the better. But remember, something that sounds small is actually quite big. 150 meters squared for a property is a good size for a couple or for someone who just wants a little house. If you're not looking for a big activity, I think people tend to think, oh, 300, 500 meters squared, something big, but I'm, it's, it's an X per square meter to restore it, exactly. baby. Exactly. So you got to figure out how many square meters do you really, really need versus mm-hmm. do you want? And we've learned out here, exactly heating it, keeping it, paying for it. Um, uh, the maintenance for it. It's just what you live in. The weather's so nice in the summer. You don't even, you're not even inside that much in the summer. No, I would much rather have a smaller house with outbuildings, like exactly. an outdoor kitchen or an outdoor bathroom or mm-hmm. like these. Cause you do from mid April, beginning of May, all the way through September. We and are, some years into October, we are outside 80% of the time. Mm-hmm. The only time you, you really are inside is when it's, like from the the heat of the day to 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 uh, avoid it and to eat. And same with the Dutch neighbors who are in their mid seventies. So from our age to theirs, you you're outside, you're active, you're doing stuff. So anyway, it just kind of made us rethink. Huh? What are we gonna? What do we want? What are we gonna do? What <laughs> headache do we want? With, 
What nightmare do we want to involve ourselves in? <laughs> exactly. I'm such an optimist. I know. He's a pleasure, folks. <laughs> so that's what's going around here. We'll, we'll try to do, now that the we're on the other side of the... Um, solstice the, the, the <laughs> oh because your body rhythm yeah responds I, better to that well it's getting lighter every day <laughs> like i always just I'm like oh that those like that middle that like 15th End of december mm-hmm. to 15 january is that like really dark dark period yes. just like in the summertime when it's like the the middle of july and it's just you know the sun comes up at three four o'clock in the morning or something mm-hmm. and it's light till ten thirty. Uh, it's the opposite of true. So I'm more optimistic now that we're on the other side of the shortest day. Of the year. I hear you. The chickens like it too. They've upped production. We've had, we started winter and this year with quite a few more chickens, but we had a rough week last week. Two hens died of natural causes and one, one hen. We uh, think we had a hawk attack. I think it was attacked by a hawk. Like we realized she had a bunch of missing feathers, but because of these other two chicken deaths, I was more concerned with those two. And it was like, what's all these missing feathers? Didn't really notice it. And then it was like, oh, my God, this poor hen is all, like, slashed up. Or, on, the, on her back. On her back. And, and we say that because hockey's been around. Uh-huh. We have a, I don't know if it's a hawk or a falcon. Whatever it is, it's been and low. <laughs> like hanging out in the cherry tree where you're like, whoa, this guy's close. And the chickens know it. They all hang out uh, undercover. They, they go from <laughs> being underneath the, the bushes, the like hedges, to underneath in the outdoor kitchen in like a zigzag motion. Totally. They do not run straight. So I think monsters from the sky <laughs> are trying to pick them off. Yeah. I know. It's that time of year when it's uh, slim pickings for the other animals. So our chickens, our fat hens look mighty tasty so we gotta <laughs> keep an eye out for them it's a uh, it's never a dull moment out here in the countryside no all right this one we did quick and dirty um it's time to get moving get off our fat behinds and start pretending like we're gonna do something. guess where i gotta go the grocery store <laughs> <laughs> it's true ashley well today today's <laughs> tuesday so the the mar- the little market, the good markets in Piobico. It's Fushiani with the meat and cheese truck. It's the Porgheta guy, and it's the fish truck from the coast. Mm-hmm. So Tuesday, Tuesday is our fish day. <laughs> <laughs> so heading into town for a little bit of fish. But you guys, thank you so much for listening and sending messages and notes and asking where we are and checking in <laughs> on us since we haven't been podcasting. We'll try to keep it up. We, we're terrible in the winter, especially when there's not a whole lot going on. No, but but like I said, we're on more. more we're on the other going side. On. We were totally locked down for Christmas, so it was like there was, it was just kind of. I know it was like, oh, let's share our boring stuff. <laughs> Actually, did a puzzle. <laughs> yeah, I did. You guys, it was three thousand pieces. It's pretty <laughs> impressive. All right, have a good one. <laughs> ciao, ciao. Sentire Media. Hey, podcast producers and show hosts. Do you want to join a podcast network that celebrates all things Italian? At Sentire Media, we understand the allure of Italy and its unique culture. Our devoted team of hosts and producers are all driven by their shared passion for Italy. And we work tirelessly to create the best lifestyle podcasts and content that will whisk you away to the very heart of Italy. 
With us, you can savor the mouth-watering flavors, get lost in the stories from the past, break down the cultural barriers, and truly immerse yourself in the vibrant traditions of this intoxicating country. If you have a great podcast idea or are already in production and would like to join Sentire Media, head over to sentiremedia.com, that's S-E-N-T-I-R-E media.com, and find out how to submit your show.